So, do you like podcasts? Do you like movie podcasts? Yes! 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 If so, check out All Things Film, a collection of the best film, TV and movie podcasts on the internet. Groovy. Film Rave. It was only a pound. The podcast on Fire Network. Daily Grindhouse. And of course... Film exploitation. What? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. What? Anyway, all the best podcasts, film and TV related, under one roof. That's all things film. Boys and girls, go back to your studies. Believe me, nothing in life is free. Well, oak and dread, Batman. All things film is 100% free. And you can find out more on iTunes. Search all things film or online. All things film. Dot thefilmpodcast.co.uk Oh, sorry, I think I must have pressed the wrong button. Is anyone left? Toto? I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Hey everybody, Kenny B here invading your ears before the next Podcast on Fire Network podcast. But I want to talk to you about charity first, but not to us. Well, Kind of, but it won't cost you a thing. In an effort to, in all honesty, raise the network's profile a little, as well as echoing our giving sides, I was thinking we could do a trial run run of a project that would mix your love for a show or even several on the network and giving. But here's the thing. Your giving only costs you a few minutes, maybe a minute of your time, or a click of a button, which means a second of your time. That's the giving we want from you. Leave the actual giving to us. Here's how it breaks down this first trial run of this concept, if you will. Leave a written review on our main iTunes feed where all the shows pop up. And this is uh, linked to in every show description from the time you hear this message. And email that review to podcastonfire at googlemail.com. Do a screen cap of it or mail the review itself. As I have an iTunes Sweden account and if you post on the UK or US side, I can't see it. So I would appreciate if you emailed us that. And if you're the fifth person to leave a review since the start of this project, which was on October 1st, we will donate 20 British pounds or euros to a charity of your choice. The other way is to leave us a like over at our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash POF network. And if you're the 10th person to do so, starting from the project initiation on October 1st, I'll try and get in touch with you and we'll donate 20 British pounds or euros to a charity of your choice. And if this goes well, then it's every 10th person in that uh, in that barrage of likes that will uh, hopefully come come at us if you will so let's combine our love for creating podcasts your love for listening and for free you will be triggering something directed towards a good cause so thank you and on with the show it's this week in sleeves with your host the Great Lord, Joshua Regal, and Sleazy K. This podcast has been rated Category 3. No one under 18 may be permitted. 
Let's talk about how fucking is made. Yes, this tidy white affair contains two looks at two movies about making category three movies. Two movies that are also rated category three, obviously. The commercial adults only genre tag symbol breaking the fourth wall and making satire, you may ask, or what are they aiming for here? And uh, is it just regular sleeves with a cute gimmick that's merely an excuse for tits and ass? Well, yeah. <laughs> it's that it, it's that too, but yeah. uh, let's hold back our thoughts for now. And uh, uh, but the movies we are looking at are uh, the legend of an erotic movie star from 1993. We got an alternative title for that that we can chuckle at a little bit later in the show. Uh, but the other movie is Temptation Summary Two from 1991, and we'll explain why we're looking at two and not one uh, later in the show as well. And I am Sleazy K doing this, which is the 24th episode of This Week in Sleaze, and with Mr. Great Lord Joshua Regal, say hi, buddy. Hello. Hello. And Sean Connery is here as well to slap some women about and teach us about uh, fucking uh, pussy galore and uh, Jill Masterson with his mind. Because Sean... <laughs> <laughs> I was golfing recently. <laughs> Did you? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. In preparation, you're like, I gotta, I gotta keep my Sean Connery going. Yeah, and, and in the process I merged James Bond and Sean Connery. That <laughs> Sean, Sean Connery fucks, fucks pussy galore with his mind. And then, and then slaps, like slaps Jill Masterson on her ass. Every woman needs a good slap. Which he didn't <laughs> do in that movie, but he's still uh, not to not to Jill Masterson, which is the oh. gold uh, gold finger girl that gets mm-hmm. uh, gold and all of that. But la 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 la, that's uh, Sean Connery. That's uh, we'll see if he pops up during the show. I'll pop up whenever I fucking like. <laughs> okay. Like, like this little, uh, like if this was a visual podcast, uh, he would be like a thing that would pop up on the screen. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna say something now. Or a little puppet pops up exactly. behind the counter. Exactly. But um, fear of the mind, people. So use your imagination. But uh, let's uh, run through the contact information really quick. And at the tail end, there's some uh, more important stuff uh, than usual. Some new announcements in the contact information. So that's why I want to do the regular stuff quick. This is This Week in Sleeze on the Podcast on Fire Network. Get this, all the other shows and the bonus episodes on podcastonfire.com. Email us for uh, if you have some feedback or comments. Podcastonfire at googlemail.com. Like, like us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash POF network. Join our discussion group. Uh, you can type in Podcast on Fire Network in the Facebook search box or follow the link on our page that I just uh, mentioned and follow our tweets, twitter.com forward slash Podcast on Fire. My writing, category free, Taiwanese movies, ninja exploitation, and what have you, so goodreviews.com and my video reviews at sleazykvideo.com and my tweets at twitter.com forward slash so good reviews and this weekend's days is on iTunes so if you subscribe to us there on our separate feed there is a main feed for podcast on fire network where all the shows are but this weekend's lease has its own as well and if you like us please leave a little rating that you can do uh, for a click and if you have the time please leave a little written comment as well and uh, stream us finally on Stitcher if you don't like downloading uh, podcast to your device that app is available to your iPhone, iPad or Android, it's free and once you're in Stitcher, type in This Week in Sleaze in the search bar and that will get you the option to add us to your favorites and the shelflifeclothing.com is the place for cool t-shirts and uh, what have you and we all always mention that because Brian Kirby of SNC uh, has uh, helped us out with uh, the intro and outro uh, uh, together with you Joshua as well so over to you Joshua your regular plugs first and then tell us about your new endeavor <laughs> uh, as always you can uh, read my writing and stuff over at veritcellular.net uh, occasionally over on vcinemashow.com 
and uh, those are the two main ones. But uh, recently, I've helped start up a new podcast called uh, the Trashy Trio. He's gr- he's growing up so fast. <laughs> it's all because I'm of you. So Jim. proud, and he's talking about Fairfax. <laughs> oh, I'm so proud of you, dear boy. The Trashy yes. Trio. So, what is it about? In essence, what's your mission statement? Um, covering sleazy, nasty, obscure, weird movies. That's basically all it is. Right. From all you know, kind of walks of life, wherever it comes from—Japan, America, uh, Italy. You know, that's probably the main three that we look at, but are are going to look at. And uh, so far, we've had three episodes released. Uh, First was Schoolgirl Hitchhikers, second House on the Edge of the Park, and then third Criminal Woman Killing Melody. So, kind of went all over the place. And our fourth episode should be coming out. It'll probably be out by the time this is out. Um, Dog Lay Afternoon. Got <laughs> <laughs> <Which>, about <laughs> that is about a girl, her Doberman, and uh, an incestuous, weird relationship with uh, a married couple. And a hostage situation in a bank with animals? Mm. No. Adequate. <laughs> no. no unfortunately, that doesn't happen. Well, you you say we? I mean, uh, plug your uh, plug your yes, co-hosts yes, as well. Yes, yes, yeah. Wendy and uh, Jay are my two co-hosts. Uh, Wendy from Double Page Double Page Spread Podcast, and Jay from you know just everybody knows Jay. Right. Awesome, Jay. I mean, uh, and uh, really, really, to compliment you, I, I did this uh, in writing, but I should do it verbally. Uh, I, I think uh, it's a very enjoyable podcast, and from episode one, you all show like this great chemistry and show focus. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean you mix like both info and fun, but focus and fun. Uh, you you drive the show forward. You have. Uh, you have uh, show segments, and when you discuss the movie, you actually do discuss the movie, but you do right. have fun because it is absurd most of the time as well. And uh, even if it's not, I mean, House on the Edge of the Park is not, you know, you know, laugh on, laugh out loud and roll on the floor kind of stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it from episode one, and not a lot of podcasts uh, uh, get it right from the get go. And um, so, so that I commend you for. It's a high, high recommendation. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, we're hoping to, you know, basically kind of, you know, our personal mission statement's kind of similar to This Week in Sleaze. It's to deliver entertainment and also hopefully delve into the movies, you know, give these movies their due, even if they suck, you know, mm-hmm. to actually kind of get into the, uh, actually treat them with a little bit of respect, you know. Definitely. I mean, give, give them a voice, no matter how trashy or... Uh insignificant they might be you know right. because, uh, maybe some of these movies are first watches as well that you pick mm-hmm. randomly like that hitchhiker movie I'm sure it's not this great old American classic or anything that you've no. watched ten times yes or will ever watch again probably <laughs> it sounded very crappy indeed it's just boring dog lay afternoon keep an ear out for that one because that's uh, it's not quite that bad but it's it's an interesting one and I, I haven't said that, I might as well correct myself, that, that Hitchhiker movie, I said American Classic, wasn't it a Jess Franco movie? Yes. As a matter of fact, so no, Span- Spanish John, or Italian. Sean Rolin. Oh, Sean Rolin, heaven. You know, I'm, I'm not very familiar with them, but I, I, it was a European tinge to the to the whole uh, premise there, uh, talk of the movie, now that I think of it. So. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we will link to the Trashy Trio, highly recommended, and uh, I'm very happy to see you uh, create, my friend. It's, um, it always makes me happy. 
and then in the new podcast there unfortunately some of our of our podcasts are either taking temporary breaks or closing uh, closing their doors uh, entirely which is uh, a bit of a shame but uh, uh, often it's for practical reasons i gather and uh, i mean it is uh, quite an endeavor to um invest in you know what i mean uh, it is easy to do but it also takes time to do yes a lot of yeah. time especially on the editing front mm-hmm. and uh, are, are you the editor of the trashy trio podcasts therefore yeah yeah, I'm handling the editing duty. The editing duty. Duty. And that's the Josh we know and love. He's on that show as well. I mean, if anything, Wendy is the one that said says the most outrageous things at least so far, which I highly enjoy. As do I. On the house on the edge of the park episode, she talked about porn pornos with uh, with uh, you know uh, mentally challenged people mm-hmm. have forced to have sex you know because th- you were talking about uh, uh, or, uh, Giovanni uh, John Morgan uh, being uh, slightly slow in uh, House on the Edge of the Park so she dropped that like a bomb in the podcast like I know a thing about pornos <laughs> and, the, and this plot strand like and you two like uh, what, what? <laughs> That was uh, un- pretty unbelievable. So, Wendy, Wendy pulls at least one out per episode. <laughs> In the I, third episode, you'll hear about uh, Rear Burger, which is something unbelievable. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> well, let's try and top that, I suppose. Uh, maybe we'll find some, some element in our movies tonight to top that. But uh, highly enjoyable. Congratulations. And keep on producing, man, as long as it's uh, feasible and uh, you have the passion for it. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to see, uh, to see, even if it's only 50 episodes altogether before you pack it in. Man, what a, what a run it'll be. It has the signs of uh, something very enjoyable, even if you haven't seen the movie, which is my final note on this whole, whole thing. Mm. That's the sign of a good podcast that you can get into it, even if you haven't seen the movie or have interest in the movie in question. So, uh, but uh, we are taking a short musical break, and after that, we are going to discuss a legend or a legend, if you will. And uh, that's not I'll me. Th- and and you can, I mean, therefore, it's not like the Swedish guy can't pronounce legend. He says legend, but we'll, we'll get into why it's funnier to call this movie the legend of a erotic movie store <laughs> but uh, uh, as a matter of fact if you want to be uh, picky about it there's no English title so we're going with for the episode title The Legend of an Erotic Movie Star from 1993 and that my friends will discuss after the break Welcome back, and we are going to discuss the legend of an erotic movie star, the epic from 1993. Sarcastic slightly, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into details what it all means and why it's a lead game. But first of all, plot from my little review of the film. A cheap film about making cheap films. This is a category 3 rated portrayal of the slight rise and hard fall of Shan Hung, played by uh, leading lady Liu Chi Tak, a mainland girl turned adult movie star. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Eh, that's all you need to know. Yep, and it's one of many Category 3 movies that came out in 1993 and during this time, but uh, 
if the mold it uh, you know slided itself into you know i.e. that gimmick about it's a movie about making movies i can't think of more than uh three movies in total about that you know uh, our movies at hand uh, tonight uh, temptation summary 2 is a movie about making movies but also of course um, Derek Yee's and Lord Chilong's award-winning 1996 uh, drama comedy Viva Erotica which is uh, Shu Kei's uh, breakthrough role in the mainstream I think she got one or two awards for that uh, new newcomer uh, new performer definitely possibly best supporting actress and the movie also starred uh, Leslie Cheung Karen Mock and Elvis Choi playing uh, Elvis Choi playing a category 3 actor in the movie I'm sure preparation was um, maximum tough. for that oh, one. Yeah. Had to do some serious. Stuff. <laughs> Gotta get into my head. How? Oh my what's it like to be in these mo? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what's it like? <laughs> nah, I just remembered what I do for a living. Oh yeah. Uh, but uh, it's a good movie in its own right. But maybe for some other day, we uh, I pick these two because uh, they don't have as much of a voice. Uh, uh, Legend is this. Uh, the Legend of an, of an Erotic Movie Star movie is a you know no name movie mostly I mean it's female lead Liu Shi Tak uh, she was a woman that came and went in this business she only has four movie credits in total and by my estimation, estimation this was her only lead role uh, the next to last movie to boot uh, her last movie was apparently a little role in the 1991 Charlie Cho Fuckfest Hunting Evil Spirits and uh, that is actually a movie that will be coming up on a future episode we'll talk about that at the end of this episode uh, but uh, so the most you know, be, by the way I hope her end to her career wasn't as messy as dark as her character's uh, journey in this movie I just hope, pr- pray to God very sad because you know I really like her in this movie. You know, I thought uh, she was very, very, very good here, and you know, it's the kind of a, and she has such an interesting face. You know, sometimes there you know are beautiful women who aren't who don't fit the bill of like generally what you think of when you think of beauty and everything. I think she's kind of like that, and you know, I don't know. It's just unfortunate that we didn't see more of her. Yeah, and I doubt she like went on to the big career on TV. I mean, it just smells of like um, movie industry for a short while, and then she was out, and hopefully she she's doing well. Drugs, (laughs) cocaine addiction, heroin addiction. As I said, well, (laughs) no, just kidding. No, just kidding. Uh, That would be sad. But anyway, the big names in this one, therefore, I mean, are a bit. uh, Beat Rose by uh, or, or by or with Stuart our Ong, boy, yeah. our, our boy Stuart Ong, but also our boy Lee Chung Ling plays oh. uh, the husband of uh, yes. her character. Uh, so it's not all obscure ones. And director Xu Bong made his or her, because you never know, uh, only mm-hmm. movie. Uh, mm-hmm. It was um, uh, the script was uh, written by someone who only wrote in total two feature scripts uh, called Bak Hoi. Uh, so it's one of those like those who worked on it they didn't work on uh, things in quantity in general you know they came and went and logged uh, this uh, rather amusing movie so and finally the excellent looking poster with lead Liu laying on top of this red sheet spells the title of the movie in the following very amusing way the lead again of a erotic movie star (laughs) 
Letkin. Letkin. <laughs> Based on Imag- the last two, Letkin of Drunken Master. <laughs> I imagine if in the West that just slipped through. Like, wasn't there a Tom Cruise movie called Legend or what have you? No, no, Imag- Letkin, yeah. Imagine if that slipped through. That would be so embarrassing. But this is like, they probably noticed it, but they, they pressed the fucking poster, so whatever. It's cool. Let's make another one, you know. And eh, they're not really going to be looking at it that hard. Exactly. I mean, it's uh, it's not the it doesn't take up the biggest space on the poster, but you can see it. It's placed vertically as well, so you kind of read it from top to bottom. Uh, but um, yeah, yeah. So it's so much harder not to notice it. Exactly. It, it, you do notice it, yeah. So, but it's uh, not you. Know, you notice her first, and that silky red sheet. You know, wow, this looks classy, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's a really good poster. I, I would uh, I would put that up up on my wall and uh, snicker at it every night. Yeah, that's what you'll do with it. Yes. <laughs> uh, so you can laugh at the same time. <laughs> like, have fun. That's not normally what I do. But it's, a, it's, it's messy and fun at the same time. You know what I mean? So there you go. Uh, but uh, let's uh, find out what, in short, what you thought of the the lead again, and uh, be my guest in terms of that riding that joke uh, into the sunset. You know, just ride it like a motherfucker. Uh, but uh, what what did you think of this lead again, Joshua? Uh, <laughs> what did I think of this lead again? Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit, actually. Uh, even though the film is made by, you know, there's only a few uh, veterans of the industry kind of in the small bit roles mm-hmm. in the movie and everything like that. But I really, really enjoyed this movie. I think uh, it's kind of goofy at times, but it's also like very harsh with its drama. Yep. And I think that uh, the kind of the mix of aesthetics really works. And I think that the plot moves at an interesting pace and it tells an interesting story. So. Yeah, it's actually really strong for what it is. It feels odd to say it because it is kind of dark and it's a rise and fall story, but it is a pleasant, cheap, amusing, slash, at Mm -hmm. some point, funny-ass story about this rise and fall. Uh, That dark shit, it kind of never lingers on, uh, whether that's a good thing or bad thing. I'm not too sure, but um, because the movie ultimately isn't, you know, super depressing or anything. (laughs) It actually isn't. Uh, So it sounds too casual as made, but... uh, even if you would come to that critical conclusion, uh, you do have a good time with this ditzy mainlander going through the motions of this kind of story. Right. She's a uh, super naive girl that has pretty much everything awful in the world happen to her along the way, so it's it's, it's also just kind of painful at times, but, mm. you know, she she goes through it with, you know, a smile on her face. She doesn't want to get her down. <laughs> Uh, but okay, let's start a little bit from the beginning. It jumps at your very low key with uh, white on black credits, uh, no score. It might as well be a quiet drama or a, a very respectable art film that leads into a sex scene, the first thing it does, of which course. is a fantastic gag. And uh, I might as well put you on the spot. Do you remember the gag uh, in the sex scene between Liu and Li Chung-Ling here? <laughs> I remember she gives she's giving um her best she is uh, in the midst of just a raging orgasm it seems <laughs> raging orgasm <laughs> she's going crazy she's going wild for it and then as the camera pulls out we discover that Lee Chung Ling's not actually doing anything to her yet she's uh, half in the bed pants on <laughs> you know so he, so he's not even actually 
really on top of her, you know? Right, no, he's literally doing, doing nothing to her, and then after she realizes, she goes, uh, oh, honey, I'm, I'm not faking, or something <laughs> along those lines. That's, that's so deflating, because he kind of, <laughs> I love Lee Chun Ling, obviously, he's, he has such a great face, and uh, he's not mm-hmm. playing it macho here, or anything. It's rather deflating, you kind of go, oh, I mean, he... <laughs> You know, he was trying and she was way ahead of him because he probably wanted to take it slow and caring and, you know, provide Mm -hmm. sensualism because he was half, you know, in bed, pants not off yet, but uh, she was acting. (laughs) I love the little, um, the few points, a few moments that Lee Chun-Ling actually uh, have in this movie is very amusing because she wants to go to Hong Kong. He has has apparently tried uh, crossing the border and has failed. 17 times already so it's like nothing works for him you know his wife is faking orgasms and acting her little heart out and not focusing on him and he can't escape to the wondrous Hong Kong that awaits them apparently you know but he he makes such an he makes an impression you know even if you didn't know who he was he has like a he does enough during these introductory scenes to withstand throughout the entirety of the movie you know what's waiting for her you know back at home and when the character's finally reintroduced spoiler alert i guess towards the end of the movie you do you know you remember he he, he doesn't die <laughs> he doesn't is die. that a spoiler alert for him like literally <laughs> doesn't die there you go <laughs> but towards the end of the movie when he he comes back you know it's the audience still remembers him he's the guy that was you know ghost humping her <laughs> And, and I, I, do you think like that everyday man verdict of him that I often bring up? You think that's um, fair because he's not like he's not a tough guy. He's not a macho kind of guy. He's uh, goofy and uh, dare I say it, uh, not classically handsome or in classically super in shape. You know, right? He's got a little bit of a pot belly, and uh, yeah, he's he's lovable, man. You know, mm-hmm. as soon as you see him on screen, you know, I was that's one of my notes for this and the other film. It's just like every time he pops up, you're just like, Oh <laughs> you know, he's such a you know, he seems like a really like it'd be hard to picture him as a villain, you know? Mm, yeah, it, it is uh, it is rather a forced thing because he has played villains in category mm-hmm. three movies and other movies and that is uh he he, he often does or at least did on one occasion uh, squinted a little bit to look harder. <laughs> which which looks come on, that doesn't look good at all. <laughs> See, I mean that, it's funny because I, I like his dedication, but it's definitely not for him that, uh, that Whatever way. whatever movie he squints in is something we should cover because it sounds adorable. <laughs> I think he played a uh, like uh, yeah he raped some girl and like uh, I, I don't know well, I, I I can see the scene in front of me but uh, I've seen so many of these movies it's hard to like <laughs> hmm, which movie did have that rape scene it can be one of one hundred you know Ken sleeps with uh, sleazy rape movies in the background they're imprinted in my in, in my head you know it's literally just, it's a part of his DNA at this point mm-hmm. not not raping just. Oh yeah, just scenes of spring. So it's uh, not a fairly good thing, but uh, there you go. Uh, (laughs) Could you sense, therefore, as short into the movie, that there is a little bit more dedicated tone to the comedy and the banter and how it's apparently written? You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, does it give off confidence and that it's trying a bit more than other movies of this kind? You think? Um. I mean, I guess it depends on what you would be comparing it to, but, you know, it is... 
I mean, it compared is... to a very boring movie that's desperately, <laughs> you know, slots in sex. You oh, know what yeah, I mean? this is just, yeah, I mean, this this is definitely, I would say, comedy first, even though, man, it does go into some dark territories. But, you know, the characters throughout, especially, like, our main actress, what's the character's name again? Chung Hong. Uh, Chun Hong, I believe. Chun Hong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, I mean, she has, like, a different name in the mainland, and she has a different name in uh, Hong Kong. Yeah. So, and now I'm an idiot, so I didn't recognize, remember, remember, remember either. But, uh... Girl. <laughs> girl. Lead girl. That's what she is. It's in the notes. Um, I mean, I mean uh, that idiocy extends to even uh, uh, big stars, you know. Uh, for right. many movies, Andy Lau was Andy in movies, so they, they didn't, like, uh, you know... <laughs> Make a big fuss about finding new names or anything. So even so, this actress could have been called Chan something, and her name in the movie would have been Chan as well. So yes. I wouldn't be surprised. And I'm, you know, Temptation Summary Two is going to be really bad because there's like four women in that movie. Oh God. So. I mean, I think the part where I felt that I have confidence in this movie because it's making me laugh and it doesn't seem. Um, you know, um, done on uh, well, it's done on the cheap and not done in and kind of automatic like uh, mm-hmm. yawn-inducing fashion is when uh, Chan Hung tells uh, someone in Hong Kong of her story of coming to the mainland, and there's a uh, therefore she's telling a story that happened, and there's a rewind tape effect on the soundtrack, mm-hmm. and she keeps talking and talking and blah 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 blah, and at one point they just tell her to stop talking and. I kind of like that because, you know, uh, why linger on that? Why have a big, big flashback and a big, big speech, you know? Yeah, you had some story, let's move on. And therefore they put that tape effect over the soundtrack, which I thought was uh, cute. And they didn't fast forward the actual scene, though, you know? So her lips are all moving at, like, normal speed. But, like, there's a fast forward, a tape over the soundtrack. So it, it was very disorienting. But mm-hmm. I, I like right before that, too, is also, like, the scene where... um her best friend in the film uh this girl who wears like man she wears some she rocks some crazy daisy dukes throughout the whole movie these mm-hmm. super 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 short 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 shorts and that uh, go right up her ass crack as well oh and my god is it hot and it's the <laughs> uh, actress it's, uh num young you know num 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 no no idea <laughs> i found that but my god she is hot in this movie mm-hmm. and um yes so yeah, she right before that, uh, the mob boss that you know basically tells you know our main actress to shut up after the fast forward effect. He bends her over the a counter at like a McDonald's looking place, and like you know basically gives her a wedgie and is about to spank her. You know, so the movie sets a, a strange tone right at the beginning, I guess. Uh, but very amusing, uh, uh, you know. You remember stuff, and uh, I, I, I gotta commend therefore directors Hugh Bong and uh, actress uh, Liu Shitak. Uh, their tandem together, but clearly uh, we got a director and actress that work well together uh, because she is likable. She is this naive, wide-eyed my mainlander, and it's very funny that wide-eyed expression that she has for most of the movie before she uh, gets her diva. Uh, right. uh, diva status, if you will. That's really funny. She sells that so well. God, with the diva stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah, that too. But that, that wide-eyed, like, oh, oh, yeah, oh my yeah. god, I don't know what's going on. I mean, what's this? Uh, well, you but, have but, movies. You have television. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's that's pushed so well, despite mm-hmm. being such a common. Like mainlanders don't know anything. <laughs> 
but, but uh, so, so so it didn't seem like the director had to force this out of her the actress that is right she's so uh goofy and she could the character could be like you know the you know the character makes so many dumb decisions and does so many dumb things that the character could be easily very be, you know very unlikable mm-hmm. but I, I think that she pulls it off and gives it that right amount of like just cutesy attitude especially like during those you know the first half of the movie before she goes full diva that you're like oh, well, you know you, you let her get away with it you know cause mm-hmm. she's so adorable i think and it, and it's adorable uh, to uh, that uh, when uh, she moves in with uh, nam yan's character called amy the one mm-hmm. with the jeans, jean shorts she's uh, there she's having sex with her boyfriend in the bedroom she's sitting outside listening mm-hmm. uh, and you would think like here we go here's the masturbation scene but no yeah. here's the training acting scene right <laughs> Uh, because she's listening to uh, to it, uh, she obviously knows that you know. Right. She 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 doesn't know porn exists, but she knows <laughs> sex, thankfully. Uh, so she takes a little bit of water from the goldfish bowl and uh, splashes on her face because that that you know the crew would do or uh, making a movie or she has that <clears throat> instinct, and she she's listening and kind of you know acting acting it out by herself. That's why it kind of looks like a masturbation scene initially. Yeah. Uh, and and I think that's cute as well. That's kind of adorable. She has that instinct in her, despite being so naive, mostly about sex and the porn industry. Yeah, I, I didn't really pick up on the uh, you know practicing for acting thing, but yeah, now that you put it to me, that actually totally makes sense. And then she quickly kind of loses interest and discovers television. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so um, I, I, the, the only dislike I have of I mean you, you get the story uh, in a nutshell but unfortunately they, they place these um, title cards three four points um, at three four points in a movie movie uh, probably de- describing you know the um, the process of her character and what's going on unfortunately these are not subtitled uh, which is um, oh yeah it, that killed me it's a common thing, unfortunately. I mean, even big like gangster movies like to be number one, like Ray Loy's, you know, uh, very famous, um, uh, the, the very famous Ray Loy movie. Even that has, which is in this epic, 30, 40, 50 year span of a story. Even that they didn't uh, translate either on the DVD or on the cinema print. Right. So and it's this... one of those things uh, because, and, and that happens just because the subtitles often were working with audio only. I mean, you, you do get, you know, you understand the progressions within the plot, but I'm just, it seems like uh, really kind of vital information is told through those little bitty blurbs of text that pop up. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. So it's a, it's a bit of a shame. I What I adore the most about this movie is that it's, uh, it's done by a movie industry... Uh, and they depict the movie industry in uh, in a way that's not parody or satire. I think this is exactly how it is, and they're not above it mm-hmm. uh, either. They know exactly what they're doing. So, movie business uh, and the transactions take place in small apartment buildings and small apartments. You know, sleazy auditions for sleazy producers take place in these, you know, one by one rooms almost. Mm-hmm. And, and, I'd, and I and I love that uh, Siu Bong, the director, um, just ish, it is amusing, yeah, but doesn't shoot it for like airplane type spoof comedy here. It's I think it is this sleazy, you know, especially at this time, you know. Um, so what do what did you think? Did, did did you get that sense that it's probably not overdoing these details? No, director, where is the script? I am the script. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when she does get to the set and the director is sleeping initially, yes. Yes. Uh, but but the audition is wonderful, where, where which she has with uh, the three uh, guys, you know, where 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 the guy and says. Terrible. <laughs> yes. Yeah, her her ignorance uh, kind of uh, comes back here because the director says, "Well, uh, we gotta we gotta see you." Yes, we we gotta see uh, we gotta see the script and look at the amount of nudity that is needed and all the nuances. Well, we gotta see you. Unrobe. Yes, uh, uh, we gotta see how many times I will unrobe in the movie. Get your dress off. What? What? Just keeps on going. This this scene might be a little bit overdone in that regard, but yeah, she just uh, doesn't seem like she wants to get it. There, the dudes are wanting to see her naked, mm-hmm. and uh, she's doing everything in her everything possible to, I think, avoid the situation, or just she's that goofy. And, and she does eventually, obviously, and uh, end up on the set. And uh, I don't think the set uh, is uh, an exaggeration either in terms of these, this can be how uh, Hong Kong movies are set up, you know, small sets uh, in, in a room, you know, a regular room. Uh, but but it's, it's kind of deceptive because what her first movie is actually a porn, sh- sh- uh, shot on video porn, not a category three movie that ends up in theaters. So... It's uh, de- deceptive in that regard. It is cheaper than you, than than even the cheapest shot on film. Are you familiar films. with the blue tapes or what have you? Do they tape. they in the movie they continually refer to them as like blue tapes or something like that, like mm-hmm. uh, blue v- the VHS, the cassettes or whatever. The box around them's got a blue ring or something like that, mm-hmm. and uh, I suppose that that is some kind of indication of porn. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Uh, I didn't know exactly because the subtitles can be a bit ropey. They might as well be referring to Category 3 movies, but mm-hmm. it, I, I think it's clever that it actually leads to her thinking she's made it, but she's made it into, you know, the motel videos <laughs> yeah. that uh, that they have there while uh, prostitution transaction goes on, goes yeah. on, you know. Uh, but there's a wonderful joke here, uh, the, the best joke in the movie, where one of her scenes she is asked to. Uh, it's a masturbation scene, uh, essentially. And uh, she's uh, asked by the director who wakes up and has the whole, whole movie in his head, you know. Uh, because, as you said, I am the script. He is the script. And uh, they're asking her to pleasure herself with um, a banana, is the key. <laughs> and uh, let's see if we can do it uh, together here. She asks. Uh, Austin's direct asks the director, "Where's the male talent?" And what happens subsequently? This is the male talent. And the visual cue for that is uh, an unnamed crew member sticking a banana into a frame. <laughs> and there's your male talent for it. There it is. Uh, so she's asked to be all sexy with the uh, banana, which is awkward for, for her, but she makes a splash, you know, with, with yeah. this crew anyway, this uh, small crew. She uh, handles it well eventually and um, and and gets her exposure. Uh, and, and I love, uh, I, I'm sure PTA, Paul Thomas Anderson, never saw this movie, but the end reaction of the crew after her... Um, her pleasure, uh, her self pleasure scene. Mm-hmm. I got reminded of Boogie Nights uh, after uh, Dirk, yeah. uh, Dirk Diggler's first sex scene, where the camera lingers on Burt Reynolds. Uh, you got Bill Macy there, and uh, Bill Macy especially just looking like wow. he saw, you know, a dinosaur dick, which he did. 
and eventually Bert, you know, saying cut, that was wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's in heaven. Oh my god. And uh, and uh, what was it the boogie nights? Like, we didn't get the cum shot. And then, cut to, I can do what? another close-up. <laughs> I can do it, Jack! I can do it! <laughs> Jack! I can do it! You hold me back, man! <laughs> he's not in his coke face there but uh, you know uh, eventually always, like, I wanna fuck I wanna fuck Jack I'm ready to fuck <laughs> oh my god what nice. state Jack what state I know where I am Jack <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny I mean a rise and fall indeed so there you Another, go yeah uh, but uh, I, I, I also love when uh, her um, Finally, she gets her exposure, and her first recognition is so cute. She's mm-hmm. she gets recognized by a police officer, and obviously, being a mainland immigrant uh, with no ID yes. means trouble. But it's so cute how that plays mm-hmm. scene plays out. Like Miss Chan, hi. <laughs> so the cops have seen it all. You know, oh, they man. they 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 got the pulse on even the motel videos. <laughs> Cops are uh, some dirty dogs, man. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Every single one seems to know who she is. And it's Robert, you know, you kind of feel like, yeah, that's good for her. I mean, but but, yeah. but she takes it too far, you know. She thinks she's all that after one little shitty, um, shitty motel video, or one little blue tape, you know. That's yeah. That's the story of her career, right there. Yeah. Any just the marginal the most marginal amount of success immediately goes to her head in like the most obscene and crazy way possible but it, it doesn't last long though I mean and, and obviously by the way uh, the movie industry is quite hypocritical because they kicked her to the curb essentially but then when she had financial value all of a sudden like hi hi yeah. uh, what, can we, what can we do for you after the boss like just spat at her essentially yeah uh, so, but, but she does get cast in another movie, and that movie is a period movie, and uh, you gotta love the set here, um, which I don't think is uh, uh, too out of uh, unconnected to reality. I think period movies are shot in a field, and with the camera really close to a bed in this case, and there you go, you got Dynasty. <laughs> the bed, no. uh, the bed in the middle of a field. Yeah. And uh, uh, who who appears that. here? What what big name that we like appears uh, around oh, uh, this part of the movie? That motherfucker Stuart Ong. He's a fucker, all right, because he gets his fuck. <laughs> uh, and he's just he's banging this chick with just gigantic boobs. It's uh, classic Ong. What a what a what a horrible gig for an actor to get. <laughs> I mean, oh, it's yeah. this low-budget movie where in the movie where he, you know, he bangs this girl in a van first, and then uh, he, you know his co-star. His uh, his uh, reasoning was probably, uh, "We got to practice, man." <laughs> oh, <us>. Yeah, <laughs> we never see that, but that was probably it. You know, we must practice. Come to the van, <laughs> and then and then the van proves to be too constricting for him, so he takes her outside of it, and then they start having sex against another vehicle out in like. You know, broad daylight in front of God and everybody. If anybody wanted to walk past them, it's like uh, it's so they're also desensitized to the these kind of acts, I suppose. And exactly, uh, and if they were busted, he'd just be like, "We're practicing." Go <laughs> away. 
Uh, but, but here's where they kind of like exclude her from the scene because you know yeah. she's cast and they're, they're, they're kind of like, okay we're gonna have a freeway now but uh, the, these sex scenes are not tightly choreographed so they kind of on the fly exclude her and like put you know put cloths over her and okay. kind of get her out of the shot and what have you which is she, I, I'm not sure she had the super diva behavior by that point but it kind of <laughs> felt like that was not really deserved they're mean to her exactly like during this scene she kind of pulls some of that stuff that you know could easily make her an unlikable character like her you know sitting on the sidelines telling the director how to do it and you're just like you know in your mind you're like shut up just let him do what he's gonna do you know because he's gonna be mean to you so we don't want to see you getting treated like dirt so please shut up but her character does it anyway and uh and of course during the sex scene the two already like you know, Stuart Ong and this other chick are into each other, so they automatically are setting her aside. But when she starts kind of, you know, showing off that kind of behavior or whatever, then everybody on the crew is against her. Mm. And, and, here, and here comes the only really discomfortable uh, mm-hmm. scene in the movie where they blindfold her and at least two, three people take turns, uh, right. you know, having sex with her from behind. I didn't like that at all. No. Uh, I, I, I felt that was too dark and too mean for you yeah too too mean I I mean Mm -hmm. darkness I can handle I mean it was was not like a rape scene just like it's a really mean prank really mean prank I didn't like that at all yeah they don't actually I don't think they're having sex with her but it's like all the like a line of dudes are shown like what they do is they tell her like oh we're gonna you know because she wants to be a star so bad they're like okay we're gonna shoot a scene with you you're gonna be blindfolded and uh such and such character is gonna be groping you from behind well they Mm, you know she's on all fours on a bed and then the whole you know crew are lining up behind her and like just taking turns feeling all on her boobs and butt Mm. and everything like that and it's and then even to you know even worse to top it all off they leave her you know naked lying in that bed you know yeah and just drive away. Hmm. Ugh. I, 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 my, my, rate, my kind of like, uh, yeah, discomfort radar definitely went off there. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, n- it's, not that it happened to me or anything, but it felt really real. Uh, yeah. Which I didn't like at all. It's a very nasty, very dark thing to do, yeah. But uh, without spoiling it, I mean, what happens here is she, she starts mistreating her own career. She starts overestimating her value, alienates mm-hmm. her friends, and uh, the romantic interest uh, that's... Uh, and slightly in the movie that the crew member from the first movie that kind of likes her and helps her. Yeah, unfortunately, like, it's another one of those things where a giant blob of text comes up and tells us what happens. But from what we can gather, even though they were apparently during that whole scene on the bed and everything, even though during that they were cutting away from her and getting her out of shots and everything, still somehow she did find some kind of success, I guess, with that movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, the next shot, basically, is six months down the line, and, and she's walking around in, like, a leather get-up with, like, superstar shades on and refusing roles. Yeah. yeah. Which is, uh, I, I, I like that part of the movie. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it feels, because that happens, you know, when success gets to people's heads. I mean, it's not uh, an age-old thing. I mean, it's just, just so psychologically relevant uh, still yeah. uh, today. Uh, I like that... Um, the news travels so fast about her kind of fall uh, in the movie that because there, there's a slight like a montage there where you see a quick shot of a gossip mag, a quick shot of uh, some people talking about it, a quick shot of a delivery van, a quick shot of a church, and you see dialogue on screen that's happening inside the church, which means even they know about it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> 
so news travels like fast like and then yeah. swoop to another scene and swoop to another scene so uh, but uh, in, in the end uh, <laughs> it is rather flimsy because yeah some dog shit happens but she reunites with Li Chun-Ling and Hong Kong is still great <laughs> yeah like, because uh yeah, well, at least we got that out of Hong Kong. At least we got some cool shit out of Hong Kong. Oh, like yeah, cool, appli- cool appliances and uh, what have you. Yeah. So it's kind of, it is flim- <laughs> it's rather flimsy and it doesn't make sense to go from some dark heinous stuff uh, to, oh, well, <laughs> almost. Because, <laughs> you know, the back end of the film like, really kind of gets dark because, like, these mob characters that are introduced in the um, first half of the movie come back and there's a you know some attempted rape there's some really horrible stuff and you know her career really sinks into a pit and uh she nearly dies you know but then it all swings back you know then, then yeah then we got a scene with Lee Chung Ling that's very very funny and uh happy times yes Hong Kong is great <laughs> so there you go I mean it is enjoyable and uh, you can maybe criticize it but uh, no not really I, I, I don't <laughs> feel like it I think it's uh, enjoyable and amusing and uh, she's very funny and um, and uh, I I, uh, I got some stuff out of it and uh, that gimmick uh, definitely amused uh, seeing uh, seeing behind the curtain if you will which is mm-hmm. not r- you know this huge shocking reveal or anything just uh, very like uh, yep movie industry is probably this grimy and shallow and uh, and uh, nasty and even funny to an extent yeah and we get to see how they fake cum shots it's great <laughs> it's <insane. laughs> so behind the curtain indeed so uh, it's all good uh, uh, just a final note from me and I'll uh, if you have any other notes you can do that as well before we contact the information uh, out of all things uh, I got a p- small paragraph on the production company concept link because we we've covered a lot of concept link productions I think this is formed or ran by director Cha Chun Yi whose movie The Rapist Secret Lover and Legal Innocence we've covered <laughs> on the show and it's no surprise, really, to see Concept Link on this movie because those movies, especially their satires, are rather funny and uh, their focus is a little bit higher and uh, that sense of satire would pay off at its very best, at its peak, <laughs> in Cha Chun Yi's Once Upon a Time in Triad Society 1 and 2, yeah. which is a superb like, spot on satire of uh, triad, the triad uh, trend of uh, the mid-90s. Uh, so um, um it, that, that was uh, definitely the uh, I didn't recognize it instantly because the concept link uh, logo is different in other movies it's um and uh, it always opens with bouncy music and the uh, big letters on the screen and here it's uh, it flashes by rather quickly so I had to definitely look it up just to see if my memory was it uh, was right and uh, indeed it was and uh, it's, you know, Secret Lover was de- definitely a highlight out of those two movies. And if we want to talk funny cons- concept link movies, the one of the uh, misadventures of fooling that we've covered on this show. You know, <laughs> the misadventures of fooling. Yeah, indeed. That's gonna be uh, a documentary on Cat Three uh, <laughs> sex comedies. Part one, dunging. <laughs> <laughs> misadventures of fooling, chapter one, dunging. dunging. Chapter 1.5 Dunging More dunging (laughs) (laughs) Or stooling rather (laughs) Big busts (laughs) (laughs) Really like Okay we know We know what we're in for Dung (laughs) Boobs (laughs) Exactly Uh, So Any other notes Before I do the availability My friend Um It's legendary (laughs) 
And there we go. <laughs> I wonder if King Who has that poster, but uh, if not, he, God damn it, you should look it up. Oh, he's got to have it. He has yeah. everything. Uh, but uh, okay, as for availability, this is not the easiest movie to get hold of. Only edition I know of, and it's probably the only one that ever was released, maybe on VHS as well. Uh, and it's what we watched uh, the Star Hong Kong Lace Disc by, by the company Star. Uh, letterboxed and subtitled. Um, so it's, uh, it ticks all the boxes for this uh, kind of movie and uh, all of that. And I've seen it pop up on torrent forums recently, so unless you can't find the Lace Disc. Uh, and if you don't have a LaserDisc player, I mean, I'm sure you can find it, but then you gotta have a LaserDisc player. Uh, the Torrent is your best bet, and all of that. And the Star might have done a VHS as well, but I think that was pretty much it. I mean, maybe Taiwanese uh, counterparts, but uh, Taiwanese ca- counterparts might have had the nudity cut out, uh, therefore. Because uh, they're, they're a bit more sensitive about that stuff in Taiwan. Uh, so that's your best bet, but um, nevertheless, let again there is a look it up. <laughs> Uh, so uh, we don't have any jokes about the title of the other movie in this show, Temptation mm-hmm. Summary 2, but uh, we're going to do our best anyway to, to bring you the, that multifaceted and uh, deep, deep, deep Magnolia Shortcuts-esque plot about, uh, about making, making movies in the case of that one. And we'll do that after the break. Welcome back, and we are going to talk Temptation Summary 2 from 1991 and plot. And this is a quite an involving one from uh, my review of the film, but you need to kind of speak a fair amount of uh, a few of the many characters in this movie, and uh, kind of the key core elements of the plot. So, we're immediately thrown into the low budget to no budget world of adults only Hong Kong cinema. Having sex on screen in this way, as in these movies, uh, can be as dangerous as working on any kung fu movie, it's said. And faced with a dilemma of being an artist or being or, or trying to be commercial, that balance. Director fucking you. <laughs> uh, say his character name a few more times, and you'll get mm-hmm. that subtle joke. Fucking you. <laughs> no, by... you don't. Have, just hearing you say it, I'm sure everybody gets it. <laughs> Isn't it? Fucking you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like when he's introduced in English, when he's introduced though, it's like in English. They write it in the in for English the rest of the, the movie. F O K K I N G Y U or something. Fucking you! I think it's funny. <laughs> 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 uh, he, he's played by Dennis Tang, uh, and um, he starts adhering to audiences' demand by making fairly ambitious to eventually ultra cheap skin flicks. Uh, it ain't Magnolia or Shortcuts this, but uh, director Ho Fan brings in quite a hefty amount of characters surrounding the free, the category free. Main one being Lee Chung Ling's cop Chi, who hasn't gathered enough experience to go completely desensitized or macho in his line of work. He goes undercover to buy sex and he enters the swimming sessions, in quotation marks, of... Of Mermaid, the prostitute Mermaid, which is the character of Hua Hua, played delightfully by Choi Manhua. 
and he discovers someone he's supposed to arrest but he has too much fun with her you know he likes her presence uh, eventually making sure she's not arrested the two reconnect after a period of uh, disinterest by Hua Hua uh, because her main goal really is to earn enough money to get a British passport and get the hell out of Dodge so there you go and so that, that, that's the kind of core but there are more characters as we'll uh, describe <laughs> a little bit uh, the, the, this is the core to care for let's just say that uh, but uh, let's just talk a little bit about the movie while unconnected story wise to the whole fan directed first Temptation Summary which uh, wasn't about making category 3 movies it, it starred Lee Chung Ling and it was about the sons of an old man uh, of their father uh, uh, an old man uh, which was their father and he dies and in his will is um a deal that one of whoever gets married before 35 gets his money so therefore the race is on kind of and uh, and uh, Lee Chung Ling uh, is this uh, timid very non-sexual uh, male you know but he fantasizes about being a superhero a sexy superhero a sex superhero <laughs> hence the image that you see on all the covers for Temptation Summary of the category 3 Superman. It's essentially Superman with a category three category three symbol on his chest, mm-hmm. big as hell. So it's not like on his shoulder, you know. It's not like <laughs> what is that? You know, it's the category three, like boom. It's Cat Three Man. So uh, it's a fun movie, not whole fun's best work, but a well worth a look just for that sight because it's a kind of genius and, and Lee Chung Ling is always likable. So Ho Fan reuses cast like Lee Chung Ling from the year before. It was made in 1990. This is 91. And uh, so there we have it. And Ho Fan was a former photographer and Shaw Brothers actor. Acting. Uh, that's the John Lovitz acting, but I can't do it. That's, that's <laughs> acting. acting. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so uh, he was a former uh, actor uh, in at Shaw Brothers uh, he played the monk in the Journey to the West trilogy that Shaw Brothers did that started uh, with The Monkey Goes West in 1966 and uh, he went on to direct at Shaw Brothers making movies like the wonderfully funny The Girl with the Long Hair and later, uh, later uh, outside of Shaw Brothers the visual masterpiece You Poison 2 which was based on the same book Sex and Sen was based on but it's a super serious take on the story it, it does include the organ transplant, but it's a super serious take on it. Visually gorgeous movie. Absolutely love it. Uh, and he was a director who made his fair share of crap, of course, but could occasionally mix visual splendor with storytelling. And I think he was a wonderful comedy director as well. So that's whole fun. What did you think of Temptation Summary 2, Joshua? Um, you know, similar to our last movie, I mean, this film is really burdened by having far too many characters to keep up with mm-hmm. but you know I still think it's uh, quite fun and uh, you know I don't know maybe it's just Lee Chung Ling I don't know it's just it's, it's but why very... why not kind of you know why, why not yeah. let it be Lee Chung Ling you know exactly I mean you know he's so goofy and fun in this and then the characters are all the ones who you can kind of keep up with are so entertaining that uh, I don't know I'm able to forgive it a bit mm-hmm and I agree I mean it is overpopulated on characters but it is quite a fun time showing us the gears that uh, you know grinds to kind of make up the category free camp of the Hong Kong industry and that's done in a fairly skilled and uh, witty way and uh, Ho Fan scores quite high in the main character interaction you mainly Lee Chung Ling and Choi Man Wah 
and without taking much seriously here. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's, it's not a dark time at all, even when it goes violent towards the end. It's a, it's a goofy violence. So yeah. it equally, equally wants to give insight as well as sharing the fun of making these movies by having fun making one. Yeah. You know. Uh, so that's uh, that's uh, what I like about it. And it's really before this extensive cycle of category three movies that really hit its stride for right, better or yeah. for better or worse. Exactly. I mean, ninety three was when it really kicked off big time. When sex comedies, you know, made for a buck or one hundred or thousand bucks, you know, came out yeah. in droves. You know, uh, so despite you Poison two being such a high watermark for visually stunning erotica, I think uh, Hoffman was uh, really apt at making more regular looking movies uh, with um, with uh, occasional dips in uh, in visual splendor, which this has actually. Um, and you get the, the reminder of the icon of the first movie, the Category Three Man. Um, so, <laughs> any notes on that opening, uh, and uh, why, and what does it lead into? I mean, it's a it's a it's a Category Three Superman sequence that leads mm-hmm. into the main uh, the main uh, theme of the movie. I suppose. So, uh, want to explain the intro? Yeah, the intro starts with literally starts with cat three man standing there and uh, a girl comes up to him and like he's we- he's wearing like peel away clothing <laughs> and she immediately rips off his clothes and we jump right into a sex scene and start the movie off and it uh but does it go well that sex scene you're gonna have to walk me through it <laughs> okay 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 uh, because uh, uh what happens is um uh, he he breaks his waist and then essentially uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. essentially <laughs> cut and we're on a movie set we're actually on a movie set uh, he breaks but, his pelvis yes yes <laughs> yes they do so much fucking th- 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 uh, not actual fucking uh but that it's uh you know it is more dangerous <laughs> than making kung fu movies as the producers uh, yeah. Sitting there on the side, actually say, you know. <laughs> so. I actually told uh, Jay and Wendy like about it while I was watching, and I said, "Yeah, let's just watch the opening of this movie, and a guy breaks his pelvis during simulated sex." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but uh, before that happens, you know, you get a variation—not a variation, but clearly they are trying to do a Superman theme uh, music kind of mm-hmm. thing. Oh, it's yeah, it's half Star Wars, half Superman. Without being sued, you know, because it's <laughs> uh, and it's great because before that cat happens, you know, it's like, is this what it would be like if Superman and Lois Lane fucked? And uh, you know, which this is implying, obviously, but mm-hmm. only this Superman won't kill Lois Lane or Lois yes. Lane with his Kryptonian fucking strength. <laughs> <laughs> or the, his semen uh, doesn't blow a shotgun blast through her back. She would just, she would just uh, shoot across the universe, like, <laughs> land on Mars with her head stuck in, in the sand. <laughs> So that, that I'm sure a movie has done that uh, at some point because uh, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, therefore, this movie is full blast uh, already, you know, and speed uh, speeds ahead, you know, because uh, we we get uh, the intro to this new director on the scene, Mister Fucking You. <laughs> I as you said, uh, we, we talked about the, the subtitles. Write, uh, write it simply, Mister Fucking You. But yeah, Mr. exactly. So we What's get that? it. Uh, we get it. Uh, just. To make sure we don't miss it, that fucking you is the joke of Dennis Tang, uh, the name of uh, Dennis Tang's character, you know. And fuck you, everybody, that is so fun. That is so much fun. 
for the rest of the movie, he's mostly called Mr. Fuck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, but you know, porn directors in real life would have, like, more sly, but still, like, uh, names alluding to that they are porn directors, there's no mistake about it. I'm sure there's a Johnson out there or a Wang, you know, in the porn, uh, you know, a US porn director called something like that, you know what I mean? So, um, like, you know, I understood, it, it, like, his movies, like, I thought, you know, I mean, was to have that name he you would think he'd be very big in like the uh, sex market but I, I I understood his movies to be more art house than anything I, I, I don't think he or anyone else kind of made a big deal about that fact it's just one right. of those like oh, oh oops <laughs> his family and his parents are to blame kind of oh okay yeah, so uh, like but, but you're very right name. he uh, he has an agenda mm-hmm. which he has to put to the side that he wants to okay uh, because he says at one point in the movie, and this is the subtitles, um, kind of verbatim. Uh, to me, uh, films of category three are rubbish uh, so, because he wants them to affect society. He wants them to depict the morals and to educate. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, he—that's a valid kind of stance. Okay, let, let, let's make it a bit more high class and as. Yeah. Uh, as a scene later, which I love, uh, because it also is very true to life, especially at this time, uh, as that scene shows that the midnight, he makes a movie like that, but the midnight screenings vibe, the audiences coming out of the midnight screenings, they were said in real life to be very vocal. And you would get immediately a sense of if your movie is going to play well or not. And they hate his art. They hate yes. him making uh, art uh, at all. You know, uh, not all enough tips. Yeah. So, but 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 I guess uh, I don't know. What do you think of that notion that it's not a? He thinks it's to sink so low, making category three skin flicks. But you know, it's not such a bad thing. You can be creative within that. So I think that's mm-hmm. maybe what he finds out. But I don't think it's a horrible notion, to be honest. Right. No, uh, there's a lot that can be done in the genre, and like Japan to me really shows that with a lot of their pink films, where you had a lot of uh, really you know art house directors who started in the erotic you know genre just because that's what was available, you know. Mm-hmm. So that that was a way to cut their teeth, and they sit there and make just the craziest, most you know outlandish movies they had. But as long as there were some tits and you know producers were happy, and mm-hmm. you know you can do a lot. You know, with that kind of freedom, and you know, although you know, I don't know if the Cat Three genre is quite as much, but I'm sure if you provide the boobs, as long as you you know do what you want to do or whatever, they're okay with it. Yeah, especially when they mix up uh, fantasy and wuxia and action and drama. Right. I mean, it can be fun. I mean, Wong Jing was such a great producer of uh, category three movies uh, of this time, a Chinese torture chamber story two, uh, one and two, for instance, mm-hmm. uh, Eternal Evil of Asia. Underground bankers. I mean, it, like, it, what Ho what doing with this film? Even you know, I mean, some of the you know artistry of the setups and everything like this. It's, it's a, you know, at times a very it's a beautiful film. You know, mm-hmm. there's like there's one shot in it, man. It blows my mind. It's just great where they. Uh, it's a, I'm jumping a little bit ahead in the plot, sure. not that far. Where uh, you know Lee Jungling shows up at uh, Mermaid X, aka Wawa's apartment, and like. There's a shot 
that's taken from maybe, say, the living room, and it's looking at two different doorways, one on the left and one on the right. The right side, uh, Lee Chung Ling's sitting in it, and it's that classic Category 3 blue, you know, dark blue lighting that's just, you know, very dominant. And then the left side, you have the bathroom where Mermaid is, and it's completely vibrantly red. Mm-hmm. So, like, half the screen's red, half the screen's blue. And, you know, it's one of those shots just like, how the hell did they do that? And it's gorgeous. And there's a couple of things in the film like that where, you know, uh, Ho Fan, like, just splits the, you know, lighting up between two different uh, shots, like, in the same shot, but two different rooms are, like, just completely lit in opposite ways. And it's disorienting, and it's, like, completely out of plausibility, but it's just gorgeous, you know? Yeah, you're very right. Good that you picked mm-hmm. up on that because it's very Hofan-esque. I, I would mm-hmm. say it's no no surprise or um, or accident that that mm-hmm. happened. I mean, uh, uh, and and photographers necessarily don't become good directors at all. I mean, because mm-hmm. they're so filled with pretension and visual only, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, uh, Hofan definitely mixed uh, mixed it well. I mean, even a movie like You Poison Two relies a lot on that, but it tells a story very clearly as well that the moral the moral of that story which uh, despite yeah. you know if you know the sex and zen beats there is a moral to the story that one isn't as goofy though right. so uh, uh, but uh, okay let's jump a little bit back to uh, Lee Chun Ling uh, who plays Chi who is not really a cop material this is no cobra <laughs> this is no tequila you know this is like this you you would almost think that he's a newly examined cop mm-hmm. uh, and they send him in uh, to do this to uh, you know as a potential customer to uh, the mermaid swinging a swimming class private tuition which is uh, this uh, little uh, you know um, her little brothel in uh, an apartment building which yeah. uh, may may sound funny but I don't think that's untrue to life either because uh, you don't you you want to get out of plain sight when uh, when you have these businesses obviously Right. So you have them amidst uh, family homes, I suppose. These uh, vague signs outside of <laughs> apartments, but I love that that mermaid swimming class private tuition. So and they work in euphemisms uh, first, like uh, freestyle, oh, wow. dog style, breaststroke, put on a swimming cap. <laughs> <laughs> what is what is dog style? That's like one of my favorite uh, quotes. <laughs> And, and at one point he says, "Well, I can't do breaststroke, so it's I, I don't know. I'm not sure what that meant, or maybe it was too expensive, possibly." <laughs> and so. his uh, swimming cap, of course, is a condom. But but uh, I, what do you think of their interaction together? Because it's shown as characters and as actors that Lee Chung Ling and Choi Man Wah are really into. They look like they're into each other, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, yeah, I think they have a lot of chemistry on screen. And God, she is gorgeous in this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, and also that she has that infectious smile that mm-hmm. I love in romantic leading ladies. That man, she, you find her lovable instantly because she's not this like, uh, you know, coked out, depressing prostitute. It's not that that's her drama, you know. Uh, I mean, she, you know, if anything, it's unrealistic. Maybe because she's the world's most gorgeous prostitute, you know, the world yeah. that you want to hang out with, you know, drink beers and fuck. <laughs> Lines around the block for her, buddy. Yeah, so it's uh, she. The the their like interaction is my main uh, memory of uh, of the movie. And in that latter scene where they've been out there uh, drinking, uh, and uh, she she only gets in, into the shower because he uh, vomits on her. 
uh, so that's the excuse to get into the shower he walks into well he's got a pee so he walks into the shower he's all drunk and he pees into the shower and then spots her but she reacts in the most wonderful way she 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 doesn't like react oh get out you're such a pervert she shouts at him he leaves the room and she kind of smiles to herself like I'm having I'm having a blast I mean he peed on me but it's in the showers or whatever (laughs) (laughs) just wash it off she takes that very well yeah (laughs) so I mean and in that like red uh, pink uh, pink bathrooms I mean it's uh, it's not the world it's a great apartment with some great production design you know even in the production design the colors are are vibrant Uh, if it's realistic I don't care just like bam vibrant and they're having fun too that's vibrant Mm-hmm. So uh, they they, uh, they really uh, they carry this movie very well, uh, but uh, let's move back to fucking you <laughs> and his drama. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he he obviously go goes on to make uh, you know sex movies, not not on the fringe stuff like Mindfuck or anything, but uh, <laughs> uh, but he clearly makes like this serious political war drama with some uh, rape scene in it. Yeah. But in the end, I think they named that movie Fun Fun Sex. <laughs> That's what I saw on the poster, at least. So it's like, it's serious content, but we gotta lure them in somehow. In English, Fun Fun Sex. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, the sequence that they show with, it was um, the character of Tracy, who we haven't talked about, right? She's like this actress that desperately wants to be seen as a sex symbol. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that torture sequence is like it's her coming out or whatever, I guess, because she, you know, is tortured in it and is very believable and it's very harsh. But, but uh, yeah, it looks like some freaking Men Behind the Sun stuff. You yeah, know? it's very... Like, what, God, what, what, what I like about that scene is after the yell cut, the, the atmosphere is light. And, right. and I wonder if... I've always wondered, because it's not documented, it's not like they shot B-roll on these movies and used for behind the scenes documentaries uh, I wonder if that was what they did Even you know, I can imagine a movie like Red to Kill at points mm. even after s- tough scenes when Billy Tag yelled cut yeah. it's not like they went like what's it good director but maybe the, the mood was instantly light uh, despite you know and everybody took care of each other because uh, obviously whole fan shoots a movie being made and uh, and uh, and I gotta tell you I think the way they set up that torture scene with uh, it's a jail cell I think that's exactly how they would have built it if they made that movie you know what I mean it's like they shot a set that they made for another movie or they, that they would have made had they yeah. made Fun Fun Six. <laughs> <laughs> like Tracy has her hands tied up above her head. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I like that insight too, uh, into it all. Um, and I also like that the category free industry is so booming that uh, uh, it's so commercial that producers have obviously have scripts at hand uh, in their drawers, but those scripts are uh, already on the cover. They have pre printed category three symbols in gold yeah. in gold looking, uh, script. And, it, and it looks pretty damn thick for a category three movie did you notice that like that's a yes. bible <laughs> <laughs> it's like 120 pages or what have you like uh, this is a sex movie and they, apparently it's called in the sexual sea <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a movie 
there you go. But okay, th- th- those are some of the good parts. Some of the bad parts is that the the movie has four additional characters that you don't give a damn mm. about. Uh, essentially, like acquaintances to our main characters. Uh, and I don't have much notes on them other than apparently Tracy has a sister. Yeah. That is, uh, you know, she has a boyfriend, and they have some Robert. S- Robert, they have some stupid ass sex. I mean, uh, uh, I mean, the 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 strip tease that leads to uh, uh, the strip uh, poker or uh, the game that they play that that is common. But the stupid part about their sex scene is, for some reason, they pour these colored ice cubes on the is floor. That, see, I was like, when I was looking at, it, I was like. First, I was like, "Oh my god, did he just pour Legos on the ground?" Yeah, it's like, it's like that'd be something. <laughs> <laughs> or like, could you imagine like having sex with Legos all around? You? It'd be like the most painful thing in the world. But you know, then it, yeah, then then he starts rubbing it on her nipples and stuff like that, and it looks like yeah, ice cubes or whatever. But we're talking red, green, blue, purple, pink. You know, just like multi. And- and big ice and too, and big too. They came. They looked like they came out of like, trays that had big compartments for for ice <laughs> cubes. Like, like uh, who has this just lying around? But whatever, you know. I mean, I'll go with it. But um, it's still that's still an awful idea because you can you imagine the mess? And then oh god, how cold that would be! You roll yeah. over on like an ice cube while naked. Well, I prefer that than uh, over the fucking insect that she puts on his what? back that crab, bites him. Man, where the spilled out a crab? What, what was it that? Because I it was so yeah. small that I couldn't like. It's not a cockroach or no, 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 it, no. It's a crab. She says it like in the uh, subtitle, something about crab game or something. And oh, like, Lord, it made my pulse race seeing that. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and not in and a good way. I got panicked. Like oh, I want to think that it's uh you know pinched him too. Yes, he did. Like I have a you know as a kid I had like a terrible fear of crabs, like going fishing and stuff like that. Like ah oh, god, much less letting one crawl on my back. So, Fuck but but they, these are like characters that you don't care about. There's a, an acquaintance, acquaintance couple to Li Chung Ling and Hua Hua's characters there's this guy who dresses like an 8 year old who's like an artist who walks around with uh, crayons and uh, paints his girlfriend while she's st- posing with bunny rabbits right and, and he's and, a and, terrible and, artist he's you know? <laughs> <laughs> like really bad and you don't care uh, you know at all about mm-hmm. their presence in the movie and I, they weren't needed this is an 87 minute movie they Ho Fan did not need to populate the uh, movie Four characters were enough, you know what I mean? Not what eight. he does is he splits the movie up into really splits the movie up into three. You've got fucking you, you've got Lee Chung Ling and Wa <laughs> yeah. plus those two other characters, and then you've got Tracy and her sister and Robert at the house. There's way too much going on in ninety minutes, you know, or oh, eighty yeah. minutes. Yeah, uh, I think it was eighty-seven when all was said and done. But yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Uh, I mean, we we, we uh, following Tracy is uh, quite uh, funny because she is such a she's not a prostitute, but she is a whore, whore for attention. <laughs> and uh, you know that's not in all seriousness unconnected to reality. I'm sure many stars, male or female, have shamelessly tried to break into the industry by doing what she does just showing up at uh, media events and uh, at one point she shows up at a tennis court uh, climbs up the referee's uh, little um, uh, elevated chair 
and uh, she do obviously doesn't have any panties on and lets uh, photographers take uh, upskirt shots of her like look at me look at me I'm sitting here you know <laughs> oops uh, so I mean that that that's tolerable to have in a movie obviously that's not one character too many and uh, she kind of also thinks uh, she's uh, you know the talk of the town based, based on one movie she does get into theaters well, you know in Ledgen she got into motels but uh, 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 she it kind of um, it kind of her dreams die see see forget this her dreams die on top of her quite quick oh are we... see, what I, see what I did there <laughs> yes because she wants a sugar daddy and she gets one and he's quickly out of the picture let's just say that <laughs> so it's like that come up and for being such a money driven uh, person I suppose which is kind of mean but still uh, that's how Hofan uh, uh, de deals with her you know yes I want a car I want this honey uh, yeah indeed uh, there's, there's a lot of parallels between this and the other film and, you know not just Lee Chung Ling being in both of them but like there's a whole lot about immigration you know characters want to immigrate in this movie yep. and then uh, and then that character like you said like the character Tracy or whatever she uh similar to you know the character in the other film like immediately yeah, he gets any kind of success and automatically thinks she's a star and you know yada 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 and you know there's a lot going on in the movies that are parallels of each other mm. they uh, make a good double yeah uh, uh, I think uh, that's one of my reasons why I want to connect, wanted to connect these movies because those workable elements those themes are are valid to, to have I mean uh, you even get like um uh, new actresses uh, feeling uh, you know emotionally kind of scarred after having appeared in uh, rape scenes uh, in this movie uh, in this movie so I mean it looks at the Hong Kong movie industry that you hardly get rich doing this I mean even the big actors in Hong Kong cinema they weren't necessarily taking it for granted I mean they were paid handsomely I'm sure but uh, not uh, disgustingly uh, so you know so yeah. you couldn't rely on movies only I mean um uh, Anthony Wong has always said that the, the reason he appeared in so many movies was to uh, support his family, you know, put food on the table, and that means Anthony Wong, top three actor of all time, isn't you know raking in the bucks or anything. Yeah. No. And and at one point he was sick too, so he definitely needed to pay off his medical bills. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, pardon me. What a man! Indeed, he's a. I mean, he used his when he was sick. He took uh, a steroid treatment, which made him fat. So you can see that the movies like Beast Cops, like Anthony Wong, be right. really, really fat. But it works to his advantage in quality hey. movies like that. Right. He he looked good, man. Even even chubby. Indeed, indeed. Um, <clears throat> so uh, and there, there's some latter movie melodrama that uh, you know you don't feel necessarily the drama. You like the pleasant aura a lot uh, better, you know. So. So, but it's not true unfocused. It's just generally pleasant with a few huge dips in terms of character in interest and some some dips in drama that you don't care for. But uh, I, um, I I really like it. I mean, by the end, all characters merge conveniently on a movie set, which is what it is. You know, it's uh, but it doesn't take its drama by that point at all seriously. <laughs> yeah. You know, because it has chopper attacks towards the end, meaning people come in with knives. Not the helicopters, like da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome. Like, that would way better. I mean, like Ringo Lam is making a movie now, or someone. <laughs> uh, so, uh, 
so, so I guess uh, you can touch upon the fact that uh, there is a climactic uh, sex scene, sex scene yeah. <laughs> which I think is a merged fantasy slash real real thing because Lee Chung Ling he fucks like a champ oh my uh, god and he doesn't break his pelvis no <laughs> so he, no, so he comes it, full circle he, he's doing some like pro wrestling moves and that uh, thing and then s- slinging the girl around <laughs> like he's using her head as like a friggin her hair as like a paintbrush or something you know almost he's like <laughs> slinging her back and forth up and down I mean it's it's pretty impressive, and it doesn't look um, like it would be that rewarding. <laughs> Put all that into that. I don't know. That doesn't. That doesn't look like it would be getting the job done for me. But I mean, to each his own, I guess. Indeed, and I mean, but by this point, the movie has done the dramatic beats of them almost falling out of love, and this is them falling in love again, and uh, across the uh, the. They're on a different part of the set. They're trapped on a different part of the set. Then on the other side of the wall, there's that and uh, more light violence going on, light-hearted violence going right. on. Right. It's once again one of those things too. Like during the scenes where we see that, we can actually, you know, just that artistry of the film where you can sit there. The camera's placed so far above a head that you can see the two different sides of the wall. One side you have this black darkness with only like a blue light shining down on the sex scene. Mm. And then on the opposite side you have the whole campy, you know, lights everywhere shot. And it's it's amazing that everything's kept separate from one another. And of course characters once they find out that they're screwing in the other room, everybody starts peeking over the top <laughs> of it. Yeah, you see he's a champ indeed for real as well. I mean, p- part of that is fantasy, I think. Uh, uh but um Ultimately, they do share uh, quite a moment over there. And they, 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 there's a wonderful fantasy sequence early in the movie when they definitely hit their peak of interaction, where uh, when they're in the restaurant and they look at this aquarium and then they imagine that they are swimming in the water together. <laughs> and uh, it, it's wonderful. And then it's, uh, it's aborted by the appearance of uh, a shark, you know. And it snaps and it snaps and it snaps. And as a matter of fact, someone is trying to get their attention like hello 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 and it turns out both are in the same fantasy they're both <laughs> lost like connection with the outer reality and just share a fantasy together you know the shark is the person interrupting them i guess yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> in the shark during the sequence i'll say like it looks super duper duper cheap but it's like more than i would have expected for a movie yeah. like this yeah. so yeah it's a, was, it's a, it's a wonderful it. little beat actually yeah. <laughs> i like that uh, so, so I suppose my only note is uh, that uh, this movie is one of the few, maybe only Category 3 movies that has an outtake reel. Uh, a very brief yeah. one, but we do get some blown takes and what have you, including uh, uh, one sequence where, not the first, but there's a latter sequence where this guy is in this set with uh, flowing cloths and what have you, or curtains, <laughs> and he uh, is spinning the girl, in 360 style, uh-huh. and he drops her. He drops yes. her. <laughs> I mean, it is actually for real, uh-huh. uh, physically straining to do this kind of stuff. <laughs> there was an action director, like according to like Hong Kong Cinematic Cinematic for this, I guess. So, mm-hmm. and like uh, Lee Chun Ling actually shows off some moves in the movie. You sure. know, he um, does a little kung fu. It's pretty yeah. nice. Yeah, and uh, you're right. Uh, you uh, you would need someone to supervise, you know, a stunt director, stunt right. supervisor, you know, obviously. Uh, but other takes, blown takes, show. That they were having fun, you know. Oh, yeah. So I mean, I really like that the movie for real. I like the crew. <laughs> we, we got an insight into the reality of making these movies. That uh, yeah, 
we're laughing, we're having a laugh, you know. Yeah. Uh, even like uh, the girl who plays um, Tracy, uh, this is not funny though, uh, Lee Yutsin, at the end she's in a swing and uh, doing the action ending, and she, uh, she s- something happens there that either hurt her or like strained her severely, you know. As, uh, so, so I don't know, I, I, like, uh, I like these insights into these low budget, almost unheard of movies that we get some behind the scenes stuff mm-hmm. from them. So uh, I really, really like that. Any other notes before we do availability? Mm, not really. It's just an enjoyable movie. It's got a little too much, uh, you know, in terms of characters and things like that. But, you know, I mean, if you really keep your mind on the movie, you can kind of keep up with it. But, uh, yeah, this isn't one that's best watched uh, while, you know, being distracted. Fun, fun sex, indeed. Fun, fun sex. A war drama by fucking you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I wouldn't be surprised if that movie would have appeared in reality. I know because so. uh, because Hong Kong movie titles in English, you know, they work out of uh, open with what we're doing, and uh, the content might not match. But that's how you get people looking at the market. Fun, fun sex. We're in. <laughs> you know, and it might be super heinous and dark. Yeah, but, you know, we're in the sun alternate title. Super happy fun go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that looks good. Oh, oh, what are those rats doing to that cat? <laughs> What's those skeleton hands doing there? That's weird. Okay, well, let's go check uh, it out. Super happy fun time sometime. <laughs> Maybe. Oh. Maybe at the end I'll be happy. But no. No. <laughs> uh, so, but uh, let's uh, as for availability so and so I would say I mean Universe issued a DVD from a cinema print which looked uh, on par with what the Laserdisc would look like in terms of quality so I think it's just straight off the Laserdisc uh, laser but it ticks the requirements it's letterbox to subtitle then the Yes Asia lists it as out of stock while DDD House at the time of recording has it in stock and uh, this is all cheap and what have you so uh, you can uh, you can uh, probably still get it if you're interested in Temptation Summary 2 and uh, one was never put on DVD it's a, there was a VCD out there but no DVD for it but um, I doubt the DVD would have been like this deluxe thing <laughs> anyway it might have been the same specs as uh, Temptation Summary 2 I would gather but uh, that's not a bad thing anyway next time it's what is now our annual Christmas special and as one of our listeners said then and we acted on this suggestion uh, uh, last year we're doing yet another very special Charlie Chow Tidy Whitey Christmas which will feature warm homely if front of the fireplace type of shit which means we're just putting some chairs on the floor of the Tidy Whitey Theater pour some gasoline on them and light them on fire uh, you know, it will feature that and discussions on hunting evil spirit, which is another Charlie Cho spirit uh, <laughs> bo- body jumping just to fuck kind of time. And, uh, and we will look at uh, another movie called False Lady, which uh, features a bit part by Charlie that is cinema for the ages. Uh, but more importantly, it's actually a Category 3 remake of Blake Edwards' comedy Switch, starring Ellen Barkin and Jimmy Smith, I believe. Uh, and it's rather good. Uh, so, And also, there will be 
because last year uh, the great Lord Joshua Regal sang uh, Here Comes uh, Charlie Klaus and uh, we're doing something else this year there will be uh, your favorite Christmas story possibly mm-hmm. your favorite Christmas story read by the great Lord Joshua Regal so without spoiling it at all what what, what kind of tease can you give us I would say that? think of Charlie mm-hmm. and Dr. Seuss pairing up oh, and delivering no. Oh no! <laughs> It'll be fun. How how Charlie Chill spoiled Christmas so <laughs> oh, with seamen. <laughs> Dear Lord! All right, there will be a reading of that by the great Lord Joshua Regal. Uh, maybe. Uh, uh, throughout the show uh, so I don't know it's in his hands I haven't heard it uh, but I'm looking forward to hearing the finished results because they will be a, kind of a pre, pre-recorded thing mm-hmm. uh, so that's the Christmas special next time around because this is uh, probably a November release this episode so it'll be good timing in that regard but yes. uh, let's finish it off uh, this has been this weekend's lease on Podcast on Fire Network podcastonfire.com check out the other shows the bonus episodes email us podcastonfire at googlemail.com chat with us on Facebook facebook.com forward slash POF network join the discussion group type in podcast on fire network in the Facebook search box tweet us twitter.com forward slash podcast on fire uh, look at my writing and write to me if you like at sogoodreviews.com and my video reviews are at sleazykvideo.com and my nonsense tweets about music and movies and boobs and and uh, life I talk about life man keeping it real keeping it real <laughs> twitter.com forward slash sogoodreviews it sounds happy and like uh, super happy fun time but I talk about life as well man I've lived a life I've sat here all my life and I've lived it <laughs> keeping it real 100 you know what I'm saying indeed I can't follow up on I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> I can't riff on you based on that like yes yes <laughs> yes Joshua yes I am uh, and uh, subscribe to us on iTunes this week in Sleaze that is and if you like this show please leave a star rating and a written comment if you have the time stream us on Stitcher application to your iPhone iPad or Android type in this week in Sleaze and you'll find us buy some t-shirts god damn it at shelflifeclothing.com Maybe Sean Connery should like sell shelf life clothing t shirts and buy them before I rape you with my kilt. <laughs> we'll do an advertisement for it featuring uh, Charlie, uh, featuring uh, Sean Connery. <laughs> featuring Charlie, like it. Charlie. How, how, would, Sean how would you do it in English with Charlie? Like, uh, <laughs> do it without an accent. Yeah, hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, Hi, I'm Charlie Chio. <laughs> you might <laughs> remember me I'm from. Charlie Chio. You may know me from that. Do do uh, do it like the Simpsons character, like uh, hi, I, I'm Troy McClure. Was it George Ted McNeil? Does it? Uh, I don't even know. Isn't it Troy McClure? Troy McClure, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Hi, I'm Troy McClure. You may know me <laughs> from movies such as and movie titles by the dozen <laughs> uh, by this point anyway and uh, but anyway uh, Varied Celluloid is all well and good VariedCelluloid.net and all of that but plug your new new endeavor not your main endeavor but plug your new endeavor again Joshua The Trashy Trio if you google us you'll find our Lipson account which I think is uh, thetrashytrio.lipson.com uh, you can find us on Twitter uh, at Trashy Trio and then on Facebook hit like on our main page facebook.com slash the Trashy Trio. Mm-hmm. And we will link to all of that. So, T, 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 motherfucker! Yeah! I can riff for one round and then I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty much 
that's me done. You gotta take a break after that. You know, you have, you have to you have to hit up uh, Tom KW if you want to riff like uh, hip hop style. You know, he's good Hail. at that. You know. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, and perhaps you get a, you'll get a chance to do so because we're planning a big podcast on fire. You know, Christmas episode with hopefully seven or eight people on it, including you and Tom KW. So you it's gonna massive. Wrap away, uh, but uh, that's us done talking about fucking or how fucking is made. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> oh, okay. Consider yourself educated, <laughs> and then and don't break your pelvis in the process, please. Only for trained professionals. That that's the moral of the moral of the story here. So. Yeah, or you'll Ma- because that that first movie didn't have a proper stunt coordinator. No, <laughs> that uh, was like this that like underneath like uh, subconscious kind of theme. Like uh, that's what happens when you don't get a stunt coordinator. Yeah, you know exactly. So there you go. But that's us signing off for this weekend's lease. 24, baby. And uh, we'll see you for episode 25 at Christmas, nonetheless. So uh, put up uh, put up some protection. <laughs> it's going to be messy. <laughs> <laughs> put up your stockings. Put up some plastic. It's all good. Yeah. We're going to hack you. We're going to hack you up. <laughs> like, ah. Oh, what? <laughs> By the way, the theater goes them, dark. <laughs> <laughs> going to jerk you off and then hack you up. <laughs> yeah, well. So there you go. But uh, thank you everybody for listening. And see you next time.